Welcome to the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On episode 51, I am joined by my good friend and Decades of Strength co-host, Sarah Duff. Sarah comes on to share with us something that she has great expertise in. We talk about all the many thoughts we have going through our mind every day, thousands and thousands of them, and how we can manage them so that we are not just making decisions on autopilot. Let's go. Okay, and we are we are recording. Sarah Duff, hello. Hello, Kim Shag. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Oh. So Sarah and I have actually been talking, and I finally said, why are we not recording this? We should be recording this. People need to hear this information. <laughs> do they? <laughs> they do. People, people need to know that it's okay to care about yourself, your self-care, uh, physical self-care as well during this quarantine. So Sarah and I were just talking about all of the beauty things that might go awry in the coming weeks as we get deeper and deeper into self-quarantine. I'm going to be um, hopefully not ripping out, but de- delicately removing all of my hair extensions. I'm thinking I'm going to do it live on Instagram um, <laughs> because they are falling out. One came out as I blew dry my hair this morning. Sarah has taken to dyeing her eyebrows. Sarah, tell us what else What else do you think is going to be uh, needing to happen here? Um, okay. So the eyebrows and the eyelashes, we've already tried that and that worked out all right. Um, I have to I can't get my tash threaded so that needs to be waxed now and I just need to be on like hyper control for facial hair awareness ladies I am 42 so things have changed in my world (laughs) on that thing and obviously gray hair is the other thing I obviously go and get my roots done you know every few weeks so that's going to be kind of interesting but I'm thinking style it I'm not we were just saying we are not dyeing our own hair Mm because I think that that has the potential to go very, very wrong. Yeah, um, I suggest don't do that, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> don't dye Re- your own hair unless you have like hair beauty school credentials. Just don't yeah, do no, it. I have done that in the past and it never worked out well for me and I've had to have my hair stripped and everything. So people, mm-hmm. it's just not, it's not worth it. But it does bring up, we were just saying, it does bring up an interesting point that just because we are all in self-isolation and you know quarantine it doesn't mean our personal care beauty routines really need to fall off and if anything for me I actually think it's more important for me to make sure that I'm keeping myself in check with everything so just for example shaving my legs and under my arms and, and bikini line and all that kind of stuff. I don't do that for anyone else but me. So just because I'm in self-isolation, it doesn't mean that I'm just going to let it all go like awry. Because there's loads of memes, <laughs> memes going around of like women stepping outside after, you know, three months in quarantine and they've like got bushes and around <laughs> between the legs and all of it. And I'm like, why would, why would that happen? Just kind of... <laughs> because we're in isolation. That's so funny. <laughs> so don't do that. Um, yeah, I, I'm still shaving. Not going to dye my hair. I dyed my hair with like the box stuff for years, like all my 20s into my 30s. And every time, no matter what color, literally, what, no matter what box I picked, okay. whatever they showed, my hair was red. Oh, it was red. Like, I was like, why is my hair always red? And I don't look good in, with red hair. And so I, I just, um, I will not be touching my roots. I'm just going to keep putting, you know, spray. Um, what is that called? 
Oh, okay. it's like um, covered gray, fade gray. The hair powder stuff, like dry shampoo. I have colored dry shampoo. And I'm just going to use that. So, okay, ladies, um, whatever your beauty routines are, keep some semblance of normalcy here. Now, obviously, these are not the biggest problems people are having. Sarah and I were also discussing that. You know, there's, there's true trauma going on in, the, on in the world. Like our hair extensions falling out don't really make the cut. But we can still care about ourselves. Yeah, and I think actually from a, from a mental health point of view, it's quite important to make sure that you feel good on a day-to-day basis. So if, you know, keeping yourself in check with all of your beauty routines, putting some makeup on and, you know, not doing, not spending all day every day in your pajamas is good for your mental health and that's what you should be doing. And that's why I get up every morning, shower, get dressed, put makeup on, all of the things because it, it sits me in a different mindset than if I've just got rolled out of bed and kept stayed in my pajamas all day. So yeah, yeah. I would say good for mind health as well. I'm trying to make a better effort at that, Sarah. I have makeup on this morning. Dude. I've been doing it a couple of times a week here. I'm thinking like I'm literally going nowhere, but uh, yeah, I've been trying to do a better effort at putting more makeup on putting some real clothes on, not just staying in pajamas or at least change them and have my daytime pajamas and my nighttime yeah. pajamas, you know, <laughs> something, just, like, something a little fancier. Yeah, you do. Yeah, fancy. It's just your days kind of blend in. There's kind of no cut off between wake up work and anything else. I think it's very difficult because a lot of people, myself included, there's a tendency that we're going to end up working all of the time because we're kind of at home yeah, and there's no one, there's no, there's no kind of end to it. Mm-hmm. So I think just having cut off points and indications to your mind that like, okay, I've changed out of my daytime clothes and put my evening clothes on. So now it's time to shift into a different gear is just really important. I like you put I your evening your- clothes. I'm, pi- I'm picturing a gown. <laughs> It's a, ball, it's a ball gown in a tiara. You have literally no idea what could be happening to me over the next, over the next, there's all, there's all sorts of like plans that, because as I slowly start to lose the plot even more and more. Yes, because Sarah lives alone. So Sarah is on her own in isolation and she's making good friends with Alexa. Um, yes, <laughs> me and Alexa, but I feel I need some kind of human contact. Yeah. So there's some considerations for what might get ordered for that. So just keep uh, your, <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, just keep your eyes out on my story. It's all I'm yes. going to say. If, if you don't follow Sarah, now is the time to jump on board. It's going to get interesting in Sarah Duff's stories. <laughs> Thrive with Duff. Make sure you're following. Oh so Sarah, God. I realized we, didn't, we just really kind of jumped in. So tell everybody who you are, what you do, some background on you. For sure. Um, so I am obviously Sarah Duff. I make up one of the four of the decades of strength. Um, I also have my own podcast, Real You. I am an online uh, mindset and life design coach. Um, I work mainly with women, um, helping them to get to the bottom of you know their destructive habits and why they self-sabotage and help them to develop the skills and practices to be able to not do that anymore and to be able to identify what is going on and why so that they can then move forward. Wow. That's good stuff. That's, and she left out one thing. She is a journal junkie. I, yeah, well, journal junkie. I'm just, I must just laugh because I'm sat in my kitchen and I must have a thing for notebooks because around me right now I have one, two, three, four, five, (laughs) 
right. That's just within eyeshot in your kitchen. Just within, just within eyeshot. But yes, I am a journal junkie. And it is, as you will find out as the episode goes on, it's one of, it's been one of my biggest self-transformation tools. And for the majority of my clients, I say majority because I, I have had clients that it just doesn't click with, but for majority of people, it has been the thing that they have been most surprised that has been the most effective for them being able to understand themselves better and actually move forward from the destructive stuff they're doing, anything from binge eating, binge drinking, you know, just all of the things that has been holding them back from getting results for years and it's such a simple it's such a simple tool but people are quite resistant to it because it's like I don't want to write why would I? I'm not a six-year-old child yeah and it's like now this is this is this is the stuff that we need to be doing more of because we have between like 10,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day and so if you are not in some shape or form managing those thoughts that is an awful lot of thoughts flying around in your head that are basically controlling your actions controlling how you feel controlling your actions and creating your reality and you have no idea if you're not managing them you have no because we we are all basically on autopilot most of the time and so when it comes to destructive habits it is these thoughts that you are not aware of that are driving the destructive habits. So you, in order to be able to move past and change, you have to get a hold on the thoughts in some shape or form. And how did you get started um, with journaling? So I used to journal and write a lot as a kid and kind of into my teenage years. And then obviously as we all do, when it becomes suddenly uncool, and you feel like I always, I never felt like I fitted in anywhere. And so I always tried to do, get rid of anything that I was doing that may not be seen as cool. So, you know, I played a musical instrument and I stopped doing that because the girls that I really wanted to fit in with didn't think that it was like cool. So I kind of stopped, stopped the writing. Um, and then I honestly, didn't really start with the journaling until about a year and a year and a half ago. So it's not like something that I've been doing, you know, consistently for 42 years of my life. But I will say, um, over the course of my life, I have had a lot of struggles. Um, you know, kind of binge drinking, taking drugs, um, feeling very um, unhappy and really not liking myself very much and trying to stuff down emotions by distracting myself or numbing myself using, you know, anything that I possibly could. And I can honestly put my hand on my heart and I'm not just saying this because I'm here to talk about journaling. If I had had the tool of journaling and was using it in the way that I use it now, back then in my like 20s, 30s, I would have gotten through the stuff that I got through and kind of, um, I don't like to use the word healed particularly, but would have moved forward and 
been able to cope with things a lot differently and understood myself a lot quicker than I have because it's taken me until really I hit 40 to really understand why I was doing the things I was doing and, and really see how I was sabotaging myself for so many years. And do you think that the difference that the journaling would have made is that it would have helped you to not be on autopilot, kind of like back to what you're saying? That seems like to be the real power in it is what you're saying. Yeah. So basically it would, the way that you can use journaling is it's a kind of questioning everything that you do situation. And because I was never questioned about anything that I was doing by either myself or anyone that was in my life, I never really thought about it. I was on autopilot for everything. So when I felt a certain feeling coming up in my body, so, you know, I was feeling um, unhappy or unsettled or, you know, dissatisfied or talking negatively to myself, my auto response was to get rid of that feeling as quickly as I possibly could with the only real means that I had at the time that I knew, which was to, you know, drink, take drugs. Then we moved into, when I got away from all of that, it was then into overtraining and getting obsessed with food and obsessed with dieting. And it was all a form of escapism because I didn't know what else to do because I didn't understand what was going on in my mind. And people hearing this right now might kind of have a little bit of a reaction of like, do I really want to know what's going on in my mind? Like, cause like, I think the word you use escapism is really a, a good word because we're kind of running from these things that maybe we don't want to face. Even if there's not like big, scary stuff in our past that we think of it, it's, it feels a little bit, um, it feels a little daunting to me to try and figure out like, wait, why do I do the things that are not good for me? Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. But if you don't do that, you're basically keeping secrets from yourself. You yeah. are not being honest about what is actually going on. And when you are not being honest about what is actually going on, how can you possibly think that you're going to get a long-term solution? You're not like you will basically always go through your life fibbing, lying to yourself, not in a kind of, you know, not to call people out on this, but if you are in denial about what is going on, on you can't ever expect to be able to deal with it properly yeah and so what are some of the I, I imagine that there's some resistance people have to journaling one I think is the big one I just said which is like uh do we really want to find out right that seems like a big one the other one seemed to be to what would come to my mind because look this is not something I've been able to consistently do I've tried it and like I just don't I don't <laughs> stick with it and so I wonder like, why, why is that? And I bet there is some resistance. So I think, yeah. what are some of the common resistances you see that people say like, this is why I don't want to do it? Um, so we get the, it takes too long mm -hmm. or I don't know what to write because what I think comes up a lot when I'm speaking to people about this is they feel that there's a right or a wrong way to do it and there's not it is basically it's a very personal thing and what I find works best with people in the beginning is to just simply get someone to start word vomiting as I like to call it because that doesn't seem quite so daunting so you basically just grab a piece of paper and 
you sit down and you maybe ask yourself a question, um, you know, so what is on my mind today? And then just start, <clears throat> excuse me, basically just anything that comes to mind, you write it down. It does not have to make sense. It does not have to be grammatically correct. It does not have to be perfect. It is basically you just getting the opportunity to free up your mind of some of the thoughts that are basically clogging up what is going on. I always like to think of the mind as kind of a really busy roadway junction. So you've all these cars and things passing. And on a day-to-day basis, if you think if we have like between 10 and 60,000 thoughts going on in our mind during the day, and these are all trying to cross, you can see why people are like so stressed all of the time because they can't they can't get any kind of like free time to make sense of anything um and yeah i would say those would be the two kind of main um excuse me (coughs) those were exactly the two that came to my mind sarah those are exactly it like yeah. I right and I don't have time for this like I don't that takes so long that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking yeah so what do you what are your responses to that so I always say to people that we are not looking for you to sit down and write a novel and you need to understand that the way that you have been going about things at the minute has not worked for you up until this point. So I just would like you to sit down and write for one minute in the morning. And what generally happens, I find with people, is that they'll sit down with a question that I've given them first thing in the morning. They will start writing for a minute and before they know it, it's been five or 10 minutes and they've not been able to, they've not been able to stop writing because I will, with my clients, I will kind of, obviously I know what their main struggles are and what they, what they specifically need to get to the bottom of. So I can always write individual journal cues to help them kind of, you know, start to open up the pathways of thoughts to help them understand exactly kind of what is going on. But for anyone, anyone listening, I, you know, I would first of all, just look at the journaling as a way of you being able to connect with yourself first thing in the morning and be able to set yourself up for success that day. And that would be the way I would frame it in the beginning, rather than going into it thinking, I need to go, this is going to be like this huge self-discovery, uncovering all of this, and I'm going to, I'm going to solve all of my, you know, years of issues. Don't put that kind of pressure on yourself, just view it as, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to ask myself, how do I feel today? I'm going to write down maybe three or four words that spring to mind could be, um, you know, on the more positive end of the scale or could be something, you know, maybe you feel angry or, you know, on edge or whatever it is. And then just basically, you know, write down, I feel, insert whatever the the, um, feeling is that's come up for you because, and then just complete the sentence. And then that just helps you to really connect with where your head is at that morning. Like, how are you actually 
feeling. And then you can just be more aware of how you have woken up that morning. Mm. And then just write a line along like a kind of sentence that is basically, you know, who do I want to be today? And then that is you setting the intention for yourself that day. So I would write that and I would write, okay, I, I am going to be the woman who does not procrastinate, goes out into the world, eats three meals, all those things. So you're just getting really clear with yourself on how you want to show up that day for mm. yourself. And then the other really simple thing that you can do then throughout the day is because it is so easy to slip almost automatically straight away back into autopilot because you do the journaling and then you go out and the kids are wanting breakfast and all of the things are going on and, and that's you you've gone so touch points are something I use with my clients and it is basically just a for example every time you take a swig of water I'll use it as an example go and get a glass of water you just do a little bit of okay, am I aware of my thoughts right now? And just check in with yourself that you haven't gone back into autopilot so that when you go forward and you are making decisions about things, whether it be work things, food things, whatever it is, you are not just completely on autopilot and just doing your, you know, what you've always done. And that's so important when you're obviously dealing with trying to move past destructive habits and trying to change the way that you are showing up for yourself on a day-to-day basis. So the touch point, is it a, que- is it a question of, um, do I remember what I wrote this morning? What, no. what exactly is it? No. So it's just a reconnection with your mind. So if you've been sat at your desk for seven hours, work, 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 mm-hmm. work, you may get up and just walk into the kitchen and your automatic response may have always been, to go to the fridge and get something out to eat. Mm-hmm. So if you, for example, if that was one of the things that you do, when you walk into the kitchen, every time you touch the fridge handle, you check in with yourself and say, okay, am I aware of the thoughts in my head right now? It's not about, it's not trying to remember what you wrote in your journal this morning. It's asking yourself the question, do I know what my head is saying to me right now? Or am I just doing this out of total and utter automatic response? Then you can answer the question. It gives you some time to, okay, move into the present moment and actually think, okay, what do I want to happen next? Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. And so, so good times throughout the day to do touch points. Um, are you saying you should pick something? So if somebody's like typically an overeater or a big snacker. It sounds like the refrigerator one would be a good one. Are there other ways to, to set up your touch points? Yeah. So you could do every time you touch a door handle, you check in with yourself and say, okay, am I aware of, am I in the present moment right now? Or is my head somewhere completely, completely somewhere else? Or every time you have a glass of water or every time you go up a flight of stairs, it can be anything that you're doing at regular points during the day that's an ideal opportunity to just kind of check in with yourself. Every time I go to hit the icon to start Instagram, right? <laughs> yes. Or yes. whatever your thing yes. is, if you get on Facebook a lot, every time I go to yeah. tap. So every time you're going on to, well, that's actually really important because 
you need to be conscious when you're going on social media because when you get into a scrolling session on Instagram, if you're doing it mindlessly, you are consuming so much stuff that if it is not the correct kind of um, content and it is not making you feel good, you are just going to scramble your mind up even more and you'll probably end up coming off that little scrolling session not feeling great about yourself. So actually that's a genius Mm. touch point, actually. I like that a lot. So best practices for journaling. It sounds like you're saying that first thing in the morning is pretty key. Yeah, so first thing first thing in the morning would be absolutely key. Um, you know, just in with a, a morning routine and just really framing it as okay, this is my opportunity to spend a couple of minutes getting myself sorted for the day before I start diving into consuming emails and text messages and all of the things. Because if you don't if you don't have those few minutes, you basically you wake up from a nice restful sleep and go straight into consuming things for the day and like the chances of you actually getting back and actually being able to be really focused and intentional about what you're doing for yourself that day is very very unlikely so yeah first thing in the morning and then you know once you have kind of got that nailed down you can in the evenings maybe just you know have a few minutes just reflecting on okay, what, what worked well for me today? What didn't work well? What, you know, what did I learn? Um, and just kind of pick up on the good things that you did that day. And just if there's anything that you want to improve on, like for the next day. Okay, great. And it sounds like you're also saying, keep it very short when we're first starting. Yeah, like Yeah, a hundred percent. And actually, so recently I've been kind of, um, looking at it more more less like journaling because I almost feel like for some people journaling just doesn't it doesn't connect with them they don't they don't feel that it's it it makes sense or that there's any point to it Mm. so I've been kind of um my journal itself is like it's a mind file of facts basically so I have it all sectioned off um for all of the tools that I've kind of used over the past year and a half to really help me move through stuff but I frame it to a lot of my clients now that we're it's it's mind it's mind management and it just that seems to connect with people a lot more than journaling because yeah, everyone's like a bit that. like oh um, and the other thing the other thing to do is also um I actually um just recorded a podcast on this myself which is negative when you find yourself slipping into negative mindset um just to hit up your journal and just do the appreciation game which is basically you know um saying something that you appreciate about your life and something that you appreciate about yourself just to kind of help you shift from the negative thoughts into I'm not even going to say positive because like when you're in a negative mindset shifting to positive is is not always going to be an option but it will just change your energy and help you to move out of the negativity faster than if you hadn't I mean to be honest there's so much stuff that you can do with journaling and you know um like I said there is no right and wrong it's about finding what works for you um but I, I would love Kim. I don't know you. Maybe we can discuss this off air. But I have kind of. I'm just doing a 
journal Q pack. So it'll be all different kind of journals. So, you know, I'm more than happy to share that with any of your listeners or, yeah. you know, anything. Is so that something that, you've already created or is it something you're working I'm, on? It's just, it's just nearly, I've nearly finished it now. I'm just kind nice. of going through. So it's just, it's going to be journal cues for different situations. So journal cues for when you feel like binging or journal cues for, you know, helping you to identify how and when you self-sabotage. Um, so it's basically just to help really raise people's awareness um and to help you understand that journaling is so much more than just sitting down and writing kind of you know your thoughts or Mm -hmm. you know your dreams and stuff there's there's a lot more layers to it and if it's used if it's used in the right kind of way it's actually so so powerful well that sounds like an amazing tool sarah so Definitely. When you have that ready, let me know. Mm. And I can put that up uh, on my page so people know, because frankly, I would find that very, that sounds extremely useful. Journaling mm. to me, I've definitely been a person and we've talked about this over the time we've known each other. I feel very resistant to it and I'll start trying it. And I don't know, I have stupid reasons for it. I, I don't like to write. I like to talk, but that's not really so useful because I'm not going to go back and like tape record myself and then listen to myself talk. Right. So it really like that the writing part needs to be there. So I have lots of stupid reasons for feeling resistant to it. And um, we need to get you to journal into why you're, why you're so resistant. I to know, that. right? That's going to be the, that's going to be the first, that's going to be the first part of course. And actually just on that point, the other thing to remember is that nobody is going to read your journal. That's the other yeah. thing that people get scared about. That it's somebody's true, yeah. And they were honest to God, if anyone read my journal I, I think I would be arrested and possibly committed to some kind of asylum on some days, not all, not all of the time. But it's just really important to remember that that's, you know, it's, it's, you're, not putting, you're not writing this to put it out on Instagram. You're writing it to help you just make sense of what is going on um, in your head. And the power of writing when it comes to helping to access your subconscious mind and actually, you know, rewire your brain is there is evidence that writing is the best way to do that because the connection between your eye and as you write Mm. enters into the subconscious mind. So there is also like, you know, there is science behind it to say it is something that, you know, you, more people would really benefit from doing. Wow. And that's actually incredible. That feels very intuitively right that there would be science about that because you think like, I know for me in college and things like that, when I studied one of the best study tools for me was writing things down, like copying important facts over because it cemented it in my brain, right? Like not just like talking it out, but actually writing it down. So it makes sense. Like if we're like journaling about things, you know, that those things are going to stick with us. So, yeah. Do you think maybe you've got resistance to journaling because of college and the fact that you had to do so much, um, writing and now you're an adult, you don't feel like you should have to do this kind of thing. You know, I don't know that that's it. Well, I will tell you, like, just as we've been having this conversation, one of the things that has come to my mind like four or five times, and I'm like, I bet this is a piece of it. When I was younger, I used to like write in journals, like as a girl, like as a kid, right? And when I, I have them still, and when I open them up, I'm horrified to read them. I'm like, wow, I was so silly. And the thing is, I was, so I think I judge myself a lot on those yes. things that I wrote. And so I, maybe I'm just worried about like what I write now, like, 
how judgmental will I, or if somebody else, I don't even know if I'm worried about other people. Maybe I am, but like, I'll open these. And it's one of those things. Like I open it up and I start to read. I'm like, Oh my gosh, slam it shut. <laughs> like, I, wow. I was silly when I was 12 or 14 or whatever. Yeah, but, it is. Who, but who, but who wasn't right. But I mean, a hundred percent, you may be carrying some kind of um, embarrassment and shame around kind of in your subconscious mind, which is just building up this like ridiculous barrier to you actually yeah. using it right now. Oh my God. Yeah. We need to get, we need to get you to the, <laughs> we need to get to the bottom of this. We to work on that. We, we will work yeah. on that. So the other thing that's on my mind right now, Sarah, thinking about all of this is it seems like some of the things you're talking about could be particularly useful at this time in our period of history where we're all in this crazy isolation mm-hmm. period and there's a lot of anxiety and fear going on. Do you think that yeah. that's true that journaling for people could be particularly useful now? Oh my God. Yes. So actually I, there is, I have some specific cues. I wrote exactly for coronavirus, not, not for coronavirus, right. but for, <laughs> for people dealing with, for uncertain times, the journal cues are for, um, so I can give you those to put in the show notes if you want, and you can just get Yeah, them. why don't you tell us a couple here, and then for sure, let's put them in the show notes. just get them up on here so I can read them, because I can't remember them okay. off the top of my head. Um, yes. Yeah. And we'll so, see while Sarah is looking for that, I can tell you about my journal I found when I was a little kid. <laughs> no, I'm not telling you what's in there. I, and the funny thing is, I can't even remember what it was that I read, but it wasn't that long ago. I remember unpacking them from some box and I was just horrified. But it was a pretty little journal. It was navy blue with flowers all over it. I also kind of, I feel like maybe part of me feels like journal, like diary, like feels like silly thoughts I used to do when I was little, right? But journaling is different than keeping a diary, right? Yeah. Yeah. The two are not to be, are not to be confused because with a diary, you're writing almost to the diary, if that makes sense. It's like a dear 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 diary. diary, Yeah. And that's what I used to do. Yeah. So this is, this. so that's more writing about events that happened. Yeah. Whereas mind management, mind file facts, journaling, however you want to frame it is more about um, your feelings and your emotions and asking yourself like how do I feel and why why do I feel like this why is this coming up for me um, yeah. and honestly you will be surprised like how, once you start once you have activated like that kind of started to complete one sentence you will be really surprised how the mind suddenly goes oh hello which is why I'm I prefer really getting people to do more free writing around it rather than so giving people sentences to finish is finish or questions to answer rather than you know just getting somebody to write a one word answer because that doesn't open up anything and we really need to get the mind like flowing to see where it goes and what else comes up so I have uh, where are they? okay so the journal cues so the first thing that you could write would be to get clear for yourself on what you can control for today so today i can control dot 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 then you know write down all of the things that you can control then you move to today i will be the woman who dot 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 And that is then obviously you setting the intention and using the things that you have identified that you can control as the things that you are going to kind of 
set up for yourself to do that day and then very simply um i am grateful for dot 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 and then just write a few things that you're grateful for but there is is caveat the right word Mm -hmm. yeah so there is a caveat to that so you can basically you can write whatever it is that you are grateful for but I really, really, really encourage you to not just write the same things every day. So you can write one or two of the same things, but you really need to dig into your life and your mind and identify more things that you're grateful for because people get into when like gratitude almost becomes like a not pointless, I don't want to say, but people people just tend to write the same things over mm-hmm. and over and over. And like I'm sorry that is not all that you have got to be grateful for like we have all got so much to be grateful for um that you know we all need to be looking a little bit deeper into our lives and just going okay this is yeah I can see I can see all of this so that's the caveat that I like that a lot because I I I do will say I do do gratitude journaling amazing I I did it the past seven days and I'm going to keep it up writing three things that I was grateful for. And I do give myself that same like little caveat, that, that little rule, like you can't write the same thing every day because what am I going to write every day? I am grateful for my family. Oh, I am grateful for my clients. I, that's what I mean. It just I am grateful that I have a job I love. Like, yeah. yeah, I could write that every day. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's not taking your mind like yeah. anywhere, anywhere new. Yeah. And then the other thing that I've got on here is something called release writing. So this is for really in times maybe uh, over the day when you find yourself really getting up in your own head, so procrastinating really badly about things or, you know, a thought has gained, or you can feel a thought starting to gain momentum in your head and, you know, you're just like so stressed and anxious, um, which is to just grab a piece of paper and just write down all of the feelings, a bit like I was mentioning earlier in the morning, um, you know, I feel stressed because I feel anxious because, and just kind of get just word vomit out everything that's coming to mind and just keep doing that until you feel a shift in energy. Mm. And what I mean by that is you will, you will go into it feeling like, ah, like you want to explode. And the more that you write, you should start to notice that things just start to calm down because you're not, you're getting the stuff out of your head and it's not just sitting in there. So you will feel lighter um, and in a different, you should feel clearer in your mind when you finish kind of doing it. Yeah, I can totally see that. And this that's something I have clients do mm. that specifically um, when they're struggling with the same problems over and over. Like, yeah. I always eat when I'm mad at my kids, like all of these things, you know, and one of the things I have them do is write down like, you know, right in that moment, because, you know, it can really, cause like we keep doing the same dumb stuff right <laughs> over and over. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, okay, I know it does not help when I start eating Doritos when I'm mad at my kid. Cause then I'm still mad at my kid. And now I'm mad. I ate 400 calories in Doritos and I wasn't even hungry. And I don't even really like Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the real kicker. I don't like Doritos. <laughs> yeah, really. That's really helpful, Sarah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing this with us. I have to tell you, I am really a fan of the idea of calling this all mind management practices. Yeah. That feels really good to me. Yeah. That I, feels like, ooh, I want to do that. Yeah. And I think it, I think for me, I think it takes a sidestep from the diary thing, which I think yeah. is another thing that a lot of people struggle with so I think if people can just reframe it into okay this is my opportunity to actually get to know myself better and understand my thoughts and to stop keeping secrets from myself yeah Yeah. 
because it's important to know that you know we are not our thoughts so whatever you have going on in your mind that is not who you are and I think people get very scared that if they write down something which they seem as negative that actually they're judging their self for that that suddenly is who they are and actually it's not wow yeah I like that. I mean, we could go on a whole different tangent with that, but I feel- yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so we're going to definitely, I'll get those um, prompts from you and I'll put those in the show notes. A um, couple more questions. Tell everybody where they can find you. Where's the best place if they're looking for you? So you can find me over on Instagram at uh, Thrive with Duff or visit me on my website, uh, thrivewithduff.com. Those are my two, really my two main platforms. And what's your new podcast called? At Real You. Real with You. Sarah. Real You with Sarah. And that's on all the typical platforms. And that's on all the typical, all your typical um, platforms. Okay. Are we singing? That's my last question. My last question is, will you sing for us? <laughs> are we singing? <laughs> Can't do Calling Me Bad again. <laughs> you can sing anything you want. Oh my God. So join in. What are we singing? Oh my God. Okay. Um, I don't even know <laughs> I the way. I make all my guests start singing with me. From yeah, now. you absolutely. Never, no one's going to agree to come on anymore. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, oh, I want to dance with somebody. Woo! I want to feel the heat with somebody. Yeah. yeah I want to dance with somebody. With somebody who loves me. Which at the moment is either going to be a plant or a blow-up doll that I've ordered from Amazon. <laughs> Or you're just going to pick Alexa up and start dancing with her. Yes. Although I asked, asked Alexa I, if she wants to dance with you yet. No, but I did. This morning I asked her, would she marry me? And I was like, she was like, um, no, we are just in different places right now. You are on earth and I, and I am on the cloud. <laughs> well, that was a nice, that was a nice letdown. Yeah, I kind of thought thought so. I was like, okay, you know, rejection is one of my childhood issues. And now I'm getting rejected by Alexa. That is not nice. (laughs) Thanks so much for being here, Sarah. This was was really informative and it was fun. And I think people are going to, I think people who um, are journal resistant, like I have been, are going to see it in a different light here. Yeah, I hope so. And, you know, if anyone you know, has any other questions or, you know, wants any more pointers or advice on how to start, then just reach out to me on Instagram and I will more than happily. Yeah. And when you have that whole, that product you're talking about with the, the prompts and stuff ready to go, let me yeah, know and we'll, I'll post it for sure over on my page. Um, it sounds, it sounds like good stuff. Maybe. All right, my dear. Thank we'll talk you. soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for being here and listening in to the Fitness Simplified podcast today. I hope you found it educational, motivational, inspirational, all the kinds of ational. <laughs> if you enjoyed it, if you found value in it, it would mean so much to me if you would go ahead and leave a rating and review on whatever platform you are listening to this on. It really does help to get this podcast to other people. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.